and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! Oh, he's drilled home by Steve Davis. And then he comes back to Zen. Oh, he scored! And now it's Johnson. That is a hugely important goal, which may just keep Rochdale in League One. Hello and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. I am in the back of the party car on the way home from Northampton and I am joined by Ryan, how are you mate? Very good thank you Dean, how are uh, you? I'm, yeah, very good mate. Oh good, very good. <laughs> it's mad that like, it's harder to do this when we're right next to each other. I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, yeah. We haven't done. No. Uh, as you can hear from that, I am also joined by Ian Merritt. Ian, how are you? Um, I'm alright. That's good high to on, hear. High on life Dean. And I am also joined, as always... By Chaff. Chaff, how are you feeling right now, mate? Yeah, it's been an alright day, hasn't it, to be fair? It's been okay. Um, are we actually going to record this? Cause yeah. Just record it and then use it on. Uh, alright, fair enough. Um, Ryan, we just won our first game under Robbie Stockdale. Uh, we've had our first away day where we've won in 18 months. And also, um, a lot of dickheads from Essex and Workshop have been fucked off. How do you feel right now? The result was a bit irrelevant, weren't it? A little bit. I mean, the karma way down was amazing. I mean, to get to get the three points as well. I mean, it's a big fuck you, isn't it? <laughs> and for three points away from home, it's been a long time coming. The part, the party car in Ian Moon's car is it's good to be back. Um, the result today was if we'd lost, I'd be on top of the world. So to have won, I'm gonna get absolutely arsehole. <laughs> I think this. You know what, I've been trying to avoid for ages putting the explicit sign on our podcast, but I think he's going to have to come after this one. Chaff, I mean, same question, how do you feel right now? Yeah, not too bad, to be fair. <laughs> it's been a good day, hasn't it? Like Ryan said, the uh, the mood in the car on the way down was fantastic because of the news that Curran and Rose and Jarvis have uh, seemingly left the building. Um, and then there was no point after that where I thought we weren't going to win today and it, that's how exactly how it transpired um, even though Ryan wasn't completely sure of the score when we got into the car <laughs> but yeah a decent enough first half um, a bit sloppy at times and in the second half I thought we were excellent and fully deserving of the win Ian this car has seen some scenes over the years hasn't it but where does that rank as one of your favourite away days of all time given you know the full context full contact well there's been scenes in this car before but there's never been like scenes at 9 o'clock on the way down because we've, we've read a tweet about some someone not buying the club before that was a bit surreal uh, I don't agree with Ryan about the result being irrelevant because I'm fucking I'm just as buzzing about the result as about the not for you know the not for sale thing that's that's made it hasn't it in terms no, in terms of overall days it's, it's, it's got to be it's got to be up there hasn't it I'm trying to I'm trying to think and drive on the M, M1 at the same time so yeah, and it has it absolutely pissing it down as well, so probably not a smart idea to be recording this, um, especially given I think three of us are quite quite drunk, aren't we, as well, right? Uh, speak for yourself. Okay. Um, what? Yeah, okay, no problem. Um, let's talk about the game for a minute. Go on. I know you weren't as impressed as me with the performance, but that second half, given 
given now that you know it was 1-1 at half time and not 1-0 to Northampton um, it was a real classic kind of away day performance in that second half wasn't it kind of hitting them on the break soaking up the pressure and scoring two really good goals I think we rode our luck at points um, but I do think it was a mature away performance in the second half considering the age of a back four you know O'Connell's the senior man in that really um, as a defender and then when Andrews went off and Cashman came on we had a bit of pace up there it looked a lot better than it did because Andrews as much as he said he's got pace he hasn't so when Cashman came on we looked a bit better but yeah I mean to keep him out for 45 minutes and then to hit him on a break like that really good goal really good finish a couple of really good finishes to be honest and to be honest I want to say how well the midfield did because I know Morley and Dooley have had a bit of stick in the last week longer than that and I thought we were really mature today and against a good side they've won all three games so far this season including championship opposition in Coventry Um, so for them to you know, hold their own in midfield for 90 minutes and, and do a pretty good job. I think it's testament to them and, and how they played. So, yeah, really good performance, really good result and we're off and running now and hopefully that's a bit of momentum to to keep going on to Friday or Tuesday, first and then Friday. Chaff, um, I think me and you said halfway through the second half that the half-time introduction of uh, Jimmy Keohane really changed the game and, I mean... Obviously, the goals were really great finishes and things like that. And, and just generally, overall, the second half performance was very good. But Keoane definitely made a difference, his presence on the pitch, didn't it? Yeah, massive difference. Um, him, in fact, both wing-backs, I thought, were excellent. Um, I thought Doan struggled a little bit first half. And then when he, when he went off, um, I was quite, well, not pleased that he was injured. But I'd, I'd have preferred Keoane on the pitch. Um, and he was excellent when he came on um, made an instant sort of difference and an instant impact um, got crosses in had chances himself and O'Keefe on the other side I thought was outstanding um, I thought he was our man of the match today by quite a distance um, but yeah Keoway made a massive difference to the side and uh, hopefully that spot is now his to lose um, even when White is back from Covid and Don comes back from injury Ian, do you want a one-word question or? Something simple. Crash. All right, okay. Um, Josh Andrew, Andrews rather, um, was coming in for a bit of stick. Scored a great goal. Do you think that might, you know, give him the confidence to go on and make that position his own now? Who was giving him stick? Then I don't remember. Was it you? Uh, I think a few, a few, few people. Uh, well, in fairness, I, I was a little bit because he's, he's not exactly the most mobile player, is it? Um, and I was just saying to Ryan a minute ago. That when he was clean through on goal, I was expecting him to miss. Like, there was just uh, every bit of me thought he's just going to miss this. And then fair play, he kept his calm and slowed it in. And yeah, like he's a young lad, in it. A goal in a top professional professional game is going to do him all the good, isn't it? Yeah. Ryan. What? Yeah. Uh, whilst you, uh, <laughs> whilst you post the fact that we're doing a podcast on your Snapchat story. You've got to get the people involved, don't you? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Can you answer a question while you're doing that? Or? Of course I can. Okay, multitasking. <laughs> um, Abraham Odo, Udo, 
fantastic finish at the end but just generally once again and I'd say for the start of the season he's been one of the standout men hasn't he and just that energy that he brings it, it is something different to what the rest of the squad has yeah he's, he's exciting he's got a lot to learn he gets the ball and runs at defenders no matter where they are and I think we all want to see that at times it looks a bit stupid but I like to see it it's direct and he, he wants to get at opponents and attack and I'd take that all day rather than him turning backwards and passing to a centre half so um, credit to him he's got a lot to improve but I think when he does he's going to be an exceptional player for us and I think today was the amount of times he ran forward and got us out um, and attacked and, and got full backs and one throw-ins one free kicks one corners I thought it was a really good performance from him and you know like you said a really good really good finish at the end which to be honest I didn't know we had so for him to showcase that he's got that is a really positive you know a positive thing going forward and I think the more he improves he's going to be some player for us um, he's not as quick as he looks he, he almost quicker with a ball than he is without it um, which I think is exciting in itself but yeah, just give him a ball and he'll he'll do things for us. I'm sure of it. And enjoy enjoy him while he lasts because we don't know how long we can have these players. So um, really good performance, really good finish. Uh, you know, I hope we've got him for the season. He could he could do anything this season. Anything. Maybe very excited. Chaff, we'll finish off talking about the goal scorers by mentioning Matt Taylor, who had another good game today. Not only obviously he scored the goal, but that's not what you're asking for from a centre-half and defensively he was excellent wasn't he he won so many headers and you, you said you were quite impressed with him um, in midweek I weren't so sure but today I saw a player who looks a lot more comfortable at League 2 and is kind of growing into his role pretty quickly back there I think that's the key to it he's a young defender come from under 23's football very little first team experience only in non-league and it's going to take him and all of the new players time to to really blend into the squad and I thought he was very good on Tuesday um, along with O'Keefe and I thought he was just as good today uh, solid um, it helped that O'Connor was excellent next to him as well um, and I fully, he fully deserved his goal even though uh, all the score apps decided to give it to Andrews um, definitely Max Taylor's goal but yeah I was very impressed with him Ian um, just before I forget a little word for Luke Walsh as well who um, uh, once again missing from the podcast once again I believe in the prawn sandwich seats um, I mean it's really disappointing isn't it like, let's be clear he originally was in this car but he decided to take a free lift instead rather than go with his mates so no no words for that man no do you not want to like into words how you feel about him right now um, let down, angry, disappointed. Fuck him. What'd you say? Should I get him on the phone? Yeah, let's get him on the phone. Yeah, let's get him on the phone. This is going to be the least organised episode of the Rochester Sea Dog Hog podcast ever. But I'm really enjoying you, to, you lot pretending that you're not pissed. It's a great effort so far. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, these are absolutely hammered. Hi, Luke. Um, Dean Smith here from the RochdaleOC.com podcast, currently recording live. Just want to get your thoughts on uh, a 3-1 victory for Rochdale at Northampton today and also want to ask why you're not in the party car as things stand. <laughs> well, Dean, you know, I thought we played very well. I thought we deserved the victory. Put each man to the road was absolutely excellent. Um, yeah, coming. But, yeah, 
Yeah, Luke couldn't hear a word of that. Thank you very much for joining us on the RochdaleC.com podcast. Also, you're never invited ever again. Thank you. Luke, Luke, quick quick word for the fans. What do you think of the fans today? He's gone, Ali. Ah, fuck him. Uh, Luke Walsh once again showing that he has zero regard for Rochdale supporters as a a whole entity. Uh, Let's get back onto the game. Um, Ryan Chav mentioned O'Keefe as potentially our man of the match today I have to agree I thought he was fantastic I, I think he's been good in all the games so far but again like I mentioned about Taylor seems to be really growing into his role doesn't he I've been pretty impressed with him all season to be honest I think how we've got him on loan from a team in the same league is beyond me he looks like a player who's come from you know a, a team in the higher divisions Um I think if we can get him permanently in January, it'd look like a really good deal. Um, I just think he looks, you know, he looks really good going forward, but he looks good defensively as well. And I think as a right back in this division, they're hard to come by. You either get one or the other, and he looks like he's both. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a position we've had problems with for a while. I think Keo Wayne's better on the left. Like I think we all agree with that. Um, Ryan Mack was always injured. And before that, Rafferty, but we've not really replaced him. And O'Keefe looks promising to me and created quite a few good moments today. But also, he didn't do anything wrong defensively. So, um, yeah, more than impressed with him. And if he gets better as the season goes on, fucking hell. What, you know, we've got a really good player on our hands. <laughs> and in January, if we can keep him, we've got a very, very, we've probably got one of the best right backs in the league. Thank you. Sorry for the. Ex- expletives it's alright I think all of us have sworn quite a lot so far yes, so. Oh, well don't say it again <laughs> that's not going to help is it um, Chaff let's let's forget the game for a minute and let's talk about that moment well, I'll come back to you in a minute Jesus Christ Chaff let's forget the game for a minute let's let's talk about that moment I mean you knew before us because you kind of read it out to the to the car but Everything that kind of Dell fans have been hoping for for the last few months. I mean, it's it's been a weird start to the season, hasn't it? Because let's be clear, the, the performances and results have been, in a weird way, secondary. Everyone wants to see results and everyone wants to see us performing well on the pitch. But I think that worry was always, even if we'd won all four or five games, whatever we played so far, I think that worry would have always been hanging over us. And now it's gone, and that is such a relief, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, the when the, the news came through I had to read it about three times to understand what it actually said which is why I was a little bit delayed in reading it out to you um, but when it came through oh, the the relief um, it, it was joy but it was more relief um, that the news that they were pulling out uh, Curran, Rose and Jarvis um, weren't going through with their takeover bid and yeah, the, the results have have almost been secondary to to this ongoing situation caused by ex board members and employees of the football club who will never be forgiven. Um, and yeah, what a, 
what a start to the day. Like I said before, I didn't think once that news came out that we were ever going to get anything other than a victory today. Um, but massive, massive thank you and sort of gratitude to the to everybody involved in seeing off this hostile takeover from the Dale Supporters Trust to the many people, many of which I know behind the scenes um, who, are, who are not going to get the the plaudits that they deserve um, to the Up The Dale Not For Sale Twitter page to, to us on the message board um, yeah, a massive well done and a massive thank you because like I said a few weeks ago I felt every emotion going watching Rochdale over the last what is it 20 years whatever 25 years and the one emotion that I've never felt until recently was genuine fear that we might not have a football club and they've made that fear go away so myself you guys everybody every supporter is indebted to them I think it's not recording <laughs> no it hasn't it hasn't uh, <laughs> well said mate um Ryan, I mean, I can come to you now and ask the same question, but you're not going to be able to beat that, are you, unfortunately? No, not without being banned from a podcast with expletives. But, um, yeah, I echo what Chaff said, you know, the, the work that the Trust have done, um, everyone who's been involved in the message board, Twitter, getting my word out, even just as simple as putting the Upperdale not for sale sign on my Twitter profile picture and stuff like that is... I'd imagine massive because every time your tweet gets, you know, retweeted and whatever it goes out to all the audiences and it's got that on, people are going to see it. So I think every fan's played the part from a chanting, um, and it just shows what can happen when a group of fans come together and you know does what they can for the good of a football club. Um, and that's what's happened. That's what seemingly seemingly happened. Hopefully now we can move forward. Um, we've obviously got a win today, which, like I said, if we'd have lost today, wouldn't really matter. Um, we can move forward now as a, as a football club and as a fan base. Um, move on to Tuesday, which is obviously you know a cup game, and then Friday should be a you know a really good game to go to. It's a hundredth anniversary. It's the first home game since we've we're safe as a football club. It should be an ex, you know it should be an amazing occasion. I hope everyone comes along and you know chants you know, Oberdale not for sale and all that and it just feels so good. It feels even as good now as it did four hours ago when we found out. So, um, yeah, thank you to the Trust, thank you to Call, who we know really well. Um, and, yeah, um, on we go now and, and hopefully we can uh, get back up to League One. Uh, I, w- I wanted to just mention a couple of people on the forum, especially RAFC Blue, whoever he is. Um, just think the amount of kind of digging that he's done I don't know I'd, we don't know kind of what has led to Morton House pulling out of this deal but you've got to imagine that the amount of work that that guy has done um, has played a massive part of that because sorry Dean it's alright um, yeah I, I'm i struggling for words and that's not like me so you know I'm going to go over to you uh, like Ryan said Friday night uh, a Friday night game which is a rarity at Dale I don't remember it happening for a, a good 20 years or so um, we've just got our club kind of confirmed safe you know I don't want to say our club back because they never had it 
Um, but now we know they're not going to get it. And we've just got our first win under Robbie Stockdale. How excited are you for Friday night right now? I bet you could wish you could skip forward the rest of the week. I mean, I do love a Friday night game, yeah. I'm very excited for the outside battle that's going to be. The last Friday night game, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we beat Yeovil 2-1 and uh, Ernie Cooks in Granholt scored. I could be wrong, but I, I seem to remember it. I was just going to say as well, uh, it's quite a unique situation that we've been in because we've seen like, loads of different fan bases protest and get rid of owners that were ruining the club. But I don't think we've ever seen a situation where fans have spotted a dangerous takeover and stopped it from happening beforehand. So I think it's quite unique and nothing we can say will like, put into words the sort of gratitude we've got for everyone who stopped it. But um, I was actually not that worried, to be honest with you. I know it sounds weird now to say I wasn't worried, but I always felt that there was enough opposition, enough sort of social media, enough people digging and making a fuss and everything, putting a spotlight on it, that I, I always felt they were going to fail. Um, and that just says it all to you know, how, how well the trust and people like that have done. So, yeah, thanks as well. And, yeah, let's, let's get pissed on Friday and celebrate the 100th anniversary of a club that's going to carry on being ours. Chaff, um... I had a question. I'm a bit pissed that I forgot it. Give me a second. The thing is, what you've got to remember is I edit everything that makes me sound idiotic out. So. I've never sounded so manly, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, Chaff, I think, like Ian said, this is a different situation to what's happened at other clubs in terms of we're trying to stop a takeover rather than, you know, trying to force someone who's already taken over the club out. Um I don't, you know, we don't want to kind of pat ourselves on the back, but as a fan base, we have to be proud of ourselves in terms of what's happened there because there's a lot of other clubs that I imagine wish had done similar to what what's happened at Rochdale in the last few weeks and months. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I've spoken to a few Swindon fans over the last few days and sort of asked what the the situation was there with regards to to Andrew Curran and to be perfectly honest we knew more than what they did um, and that's through a massive amount of work um, that's, that's gone into to uncovering every minor detail um, and obviously major detail as well um, regarding regarding them as, as businessmen and and sort of seeing the the warning signs that came with that um, I think it's important to note that while this takeover bid seemingly has has collapsed, um, that is great news. As a football club, we're not against outside investment at all. It's just got to be the right kind of investment and done the right way. Um, we're not a closed shop. We're not one that will reject anything that comes our way, but we will spot wrong and, um, for want of a better word. Um, and so yeah if, if if investors want to come in and they want to do it the right way um, I'll use Wrexham as an example um, they were presented their, their trust were presented with ideas from Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelleny and decided based off what they were shown as a presentation and if somebody wants to come in and and offer investment and, and do things the right way I'm sure as a football club we would be open to it, um, but yeah, to see to see off this particular hostile takeover has been fantastic, um, and it's just been a it's just been an absolutely tremendous day. Brian, um, 
I forgot my question again. <laughs> um, he can't go without making notes, can he? Ever a professional. He needs that fucking question sheet. I'll be honest, I'm, I, I'm not used to asking questions about good things. <laughs> so uh, I am struggling a little bit. But, um, yeah, Ryan, what do you see as being like the future of the club now? Because obviously, we know we're not gonna, we know we're not gonna compete in terms of finances with the biggest clubs in the leagues because we've got quite a small fan base and we haven't got that sugar daddy, if you want, coming in. We haven't got that Wrexham owner. Um, what do you see as being the future, and what would you be kind of happy with as us being? a fan-owned club which is what we are and, and what we'll continue to be we presume after this far too pissed for this answer um, I think we've proven in the past that you, as much as it'd be good to have investment I don't think it's an absolute necessity I think it'd be nice to have it's got to be the right investment um, and you know, to me, I think the board of directors we've got now, they've got the right interest of the club at heart. So I think if we do end up getting investment, they'll only accept the best people for the club. If we don't get it, I also think that they've got the club at heart, they love the football club, they support the football club. They want they want the football club to survive for the next 100 years. So they're going to look after it and we're not going to spend over the odds for players... Um, we're going to continue as we are doing and, and live within our means which you know we've got to be realistic and, and understand that our crowds are low home and away we're not going to have a big transfer budget we're not going to be able to get the best players so what our managers have got to do is bring in the best players that are right you know the right finances which is an incredibly hard job to do and that's why a lot of our managers go on to you know you think of Keefe going into the championship BBM going into you know City under 23s they go on to better jobs because they know what they're doing I and mean, it's an incredible, incredibly hard job to do um, so keep supporting the club I think fan on club's fine by me I think you could survive in League 2 and League 1 at that I think if you want to push on to championship you are talking about investment but we've never been there so we don't know what that's like so if that never happens I'm not arsed I think as long as we survive as a football club and our owners care about the football club so be it and I'm happy with that and I'm absolutely delighted with what's happened today um, I think Simon Gage um, Jamie Sarsfield Richard Knight everyone who's involved in a football club deserve, deserve a massive pat on the back um, for fighting off you know Curran and Rose Jarvis um, and long may it continue and, and hopefully we can move on now and, and continue as a fan-owned club which is what we want to be and let the good times roll so they say <laughs> Ian um, <laughs> Ian Ian um, we've been kind of a, to some extent we've been a fan-owned club for Oldham loser, is it? Oh, on the pitch, yeah. Ian, um, as a uh, we, like I say, we've kind of always been a, a fan-owned club to some extent, um, and we've managed to enjoy, you know, success with that model before. There's no reason, is there, for us to kind of attract that 
that outside investment you know yeah we would love to have it and yeah being in the championship would be nice but in terms of what we've experienced as Dale fans over the last 20 years without putting the club at risk until the last few few weeks because of the actions of one former director you know we couldn't ask we couldn't really ask for more and if we get another 20 years of that then we'll be happy won't we right if I want to what you've just said are you saying it basically investment would be nice but it's not the be all and end all and we're enjoying supporting the, the, the Dale as, as exactly we are now that. yeah exactly that. Uh, yeah at the end of the day whether someone comes in with 10 million quid or not you can't fucking beat an away, an away day do you know I, can't, I don't know what else to say well, yeah, I think we've run out of momentum here, and also I think everyone in the car wants the uh, the party car playlist back on. So I think we're going to call it there. It's a short pod. It's a happy pod. It's a pod that's going to have a lot of bleeps in it once I've done the um, editing. But I guess all that's left for me to say is thank you, Ian. Thank you. Thank you, Chaff. Thank you very much. Thank you, Right. Yeah, sorry about the swearing. Thank you, Dean. See you all next time. Up the Dale! Oh, we're not fessing! Up the Dale, oh, we're not fessing! Up the Dale, oh, we're not